Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. But Mel Tucker's a ball of energy. Mel Tucker's an elite recruiter. Mel Tucker is going to represent a culture change in that football program. I know one thing, once we get these guys on campus, we'll get close. That's the guy that I see on Twitter all the time on private jets. Man, he's at my practice and he's starstruck. That's the effect he's had after one good season. As soon as they walk in the building, they're going to feel the vibe. They're going to know. He's a branding genius. They're going to like it. And if he can get one or two more of these seasons, there will be recruits coming to Michigan State that you've never seen come to Michigan State. We ain't done yet. We are not done yet. This dude gets players. Huey. I saw that uh, today. That is probably my 345th time that I've watched that video because it gets me uh, pretty jacked up. I got to say, I'm a big Mel Tucker guy. You can't have multiple commission pieces on your wall of a guy if you don't at least kind of like the guy. So welcome back. Spiro Avenue show. We're going to keep chopping. Nobody chops more than the Spiro Avenue show. That's for sure. Certainly in the Michigan State pond, which is actually quite deep, as we all know. This is a day that I'm in the presence of greatness. I'm in the presence of someone who is not only great in of herself, but also a proxy to greatness with the Michigan State Recruiting Department. (laughs) I'm excited for this one. I got to say, on-campus recruiting coordinator Warren McCree, they call her the Beyonce of football. That's the nickname that's been thrown (laughs) around, right? A critical cog in the Michigan State recruiting machine up there for the MSU football program. Welcome to the Spiro Avenue Show, Warren. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am thrilled. I've had more fun with you in the last 10 minutes before the show than I think I've had with any other guests. No offense to the, the repeats out there. You're just an awesome person oh, to talk thank to. You. I'm excited for the audience. I, look, I didn't know what to expect. I know your job is cool. You have to be dynamic to even do what you do, yeah. but you're awesome. You're going to be great. I, I can't wait to get into this with you. So let's get right into it. Mel Tucker, I think everyone, as we saw, some of those clips were from before he even stepped foot in East Lansing for his introductory press conference. Mel Tucker is a big game hunter in recruiting. He's fantastic. That was his calling card before we even knew what kind of a head coach he would be in terms of in-game strategy and whatnot. You guys are really not messing around up there. This is something, uh, the level that you guys are at, the approach, the mentality, something I haven't really seen. You went all the way to the finish line with Keonta Goodwin. Is it, am I getting that name right? With Keonta, yep. Keonta, okay, I apologize. Yep. With Five Star, went to Kentucky, ultimately. The fact that we were even on the doorstep at the buzzer, Justin Thin, a good friend of mine, was teased in that clip, said it was very close. That was out of nowhere that we even got close. I think we're getting there. Before I get it into your lap, which I will soon, Colton Pouncey said that we should get used to these types of pursuits. I want to throw that clip up there from the athletic good friend of the show. For anyone not used to Michigan State going after high-end talent, get used to it. Michigan State will continue to be in battles for these five-star players, and the hope moving forward is that it will win its share. Is this sort of your understanding, too, that you guys are up there big game hunting? You're not just going after uh, two and three stars and trying to find the diamonds in the rough. You guys are going after the best of the best in East Lansing right now? Yes. uh, Our strategy is definitely we think about can this help us? Can this uh, prospective student athlete help us uh, go to Indianapolis? Can they help us go to the CFP? Um, and the answer is yes, then we go and pursue them. Um, it's really that simple. And so we obviously try to get the best that we can in the state of Michigan. Uh, that showed in the 2022 recruiting class. And so we're just going to continue to keep going and keep building and keep chopping. <laughs> we have to keep chopping. Yes. The, pe- the people that I know and trust in and around this program, some on record on the show in print like Colton Pouncey, some off the record, just one-on-one with me. Everyone that knows a lot more than I do seems to say, we're kind of away from the days of every fifth or sixth year, there's going to be one five-star kid that comes through. I mean, it's like you get, you know, uh, Golston comes through and, you know, five years you know later, maybe you're, you get somebody like Goodwin, but it's like every fifth year, you're getting one or two of these guys. The mentality is that you are going to go after multiple of these guys every year and eventually land them. Is that too ambitious? Because 
I, look, I don't know about recruiting in the 1960s. I was born in 87. In my lifetime, the idea of Michigan State always even being close uh, to signing multiple five stars in one uh, cycle is like insane. Is that right. overly ambitious, do you think? I don't think so. Uh, Coach Tucker uh, does not uh, think small. Uh, as mentioned uh, to a lot of our players, we looked in going into the season that we are going to do our best and compete for the Big Ten Championship and for the college football playoffs. So we did fell short this year. Uh, and so it's just kind of about gaining ground and moving forward for next year. Uh, but no, we are not uh, being overzealous thinking that way. Uh, T- Coach Tucker, I think one time he said, if you, I think he said on an official visit one time uh, that when we invited some uh, prospective student athletes, he said, like, you don't have to tell me no three times. And he means that. So uh, when you come to East Lansing, a lot of people are really shocked what they see, uh, but it's always a great time. And we recommend everybody has to have a chance to see what we have to offer. I'm, I'm a huge Mark D'Antonio fan. And so this is, I'll preface this by saying, I am not insulting Mark D'Antonio, but Mark D'Antonio. I think his mentality was we're going to get uh, scrappy, tough guys. Not that he never went, you know, big game hunting. He did a few times, but he was going after the undervalued two and three star almost exclusively. It was more regional recruiting, Ohio, a lot of that, uh, certainly Michigan, Illinois to a lesser extent. It seems like D'Antonio's goal, his ceiling in his head, not that he said it, but my understanding was get to the Rose Bowl, win the Big Ten, beat Michigan, which is if you were around before Mark D'Antonio, that seemed pretty goddamn ambitious too. But before right. D'Antonio, Tucker comes in with a little different mentality. It, my take is, yeah, of course, the Rose Bowl winning the Big Ten, fantastic. And, and it's not that that's not on the sheet of goals. But he's got another page there that I don't think D'Antonio had. Obviously, D'Antonio would have loved to win a national title or to make it to the national championship game. But I don't think that was really what he was chasing. I think he wanted to win that conference. Is it safe to say that Mel Tucker is determined to win a national title here? And a Big Ten title is really uh, sort of a secondary, although still wonderful goal. Yeah, I think both of them um, are just as important. But that is um, our goal. Uh, we talk about that a lot, is that we want to win a national championship, period. And, you know, us winning a New Year's Six game uh, was great. Uh, I'm so glad we did that and pulled that victory out. Um, but now it's like, okay, cool. Now, like, what's next? And so now we're preparing and getting our guys ready for winter conditioning because we're coming back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't recall a single quote in the D'Antonio era. He was here for over a decade where it's like, oh, we're chasing a national title. When I had uh, Kenneth Walker and Connor Hayward sitting in here for the show in September, they're like openly talking about, yeah, we're trying to win a national title this year, which yeah. at the time, I mean, they were 1 0. But even then, I was like, hey, go 6 and 6. I'm going to be throwing Mardi Gras down Grand River. <laughs> That's not what happened. They were uh, ended up being an 11 win team. I, I have no recollection in my lifetime of Michigan State just openly, not just in-house, openly discussing national championships. I thought someone who put this really well was Colin Coward from Fox Sports. He discussed this in terms of Michigan State has been a very good tier two program, multiple double-digit win seasons in the past decade. They are trying to, with that Mel Tucker extension in particular, when they locked him up, go from tier two to tier one. We're going to fire up that clip. I want to get your reaction to this one. It's interesting. What Michigan State is saying is what Oregon did about 20 years ago. Oregon about 20 years ago, Phil Knight stepped in as a booster and said, we want to go from a tier two program to a tier one program, which Oregon is now. We'll pay whatever it takes with facilities, stadium, marketing, merchandising, uniforms, coordinators, and coaches. So I love what Michigan State's doing. They're saying, we're going to pay a coach 9 to $10 million a year. We want Michigan State to be Notre Dame, a northern elite program. You agree with Notre Dame being on that list? <laughs> that means they played for a title in the past decade. They've been very, very good, and right. certainly in the history, they're, they're a traditional power, I, I suppose. I, I, do you think that this Tier 1 jump is realistic? Where this is, I mean, maybe you're not Alabama, but maybe you even have a Clemson-type run where you're in the title game twice in five years kind right. of thing. Like, is that is this completely crazy? I know that's what you're shooting for, shoot for the moon kind of no, stuff. No, I don't think it's crazy at all. Uh, that That's pretty much how Coach Tucker uh, is. I mean, even when I'm on social media and Twitter, sometimes we do get frustrated when we see, you know, us – kind of getting that tier two talk amongst the beat writers or, you know, on the sport networks. It's like, 
come on now, like we're at a New Year's Six game and this is how you're treating us. And so we still feel like we've really earned the respect that on a national level that we believe we're capable of. And so this isn't just shoot for the moon. It's good on TV. Like, no, that's that's our process. I don't think Tucker has said a single thing since he's gotten here that he didn't really believe or mean. I mean, that he has backed everything that he has said up. He has not been really caught on anything once that that I've uh, realized anyway. He's talked about going after a certain size prototype for each position. His recruiting and his targeting of recruits has backed that up. So, yeah, I believe you. I think he really does think that. I know Brian Masalam has been on the show, former MSU trustee, a good friend of Mel Tucker's, has said this guy really thinks – this is a program that could win multiple national titles when he's here, and he would have never stayed here if he didn't believe that because someone was going to pay Mel Tucker. Right. I mean, it's, it's, look at the coaching market. Yeah. So I buy it. And the thing that I think people forget, 2013, Michigan State had an argument for being the best team in the whole country. Unfortunate loss at Notre Dame, somewhat controversial, 13-1. and one. Went to the college football playoff in 2015. This is with a program that was not recruiting, that did not have the elite facilities that they're coming into now and to a certain extent have now. This program has been, in the last decade, a lot closer than I think people even remember. Tucker doesn't have to take this thing 10 steps beyond where D'Antonio maxed out. He needs to go basically one more step. I mean, I, right. I think we're closer than people even realize. Yeah, we are. And I think people just need to look at just the growth from season, season one to season two. We got all of our trophy uh, games that we got back. Um, New Year's Six game recruiting class has increased tremendously. Uh, we are getting new facilities that is in the process of going to effect soon. And so uh, these are real things. We're not just talking it. We're backing it with actions. And so we just have to wait and see. <laughs> the fact that this program won 11 games this year is like the funniest thing ever in the most wonderful way. Like I, 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 I people can pull the receipts, Lauren. Yeah. I was saying like if they go six and six, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I, I, I would have been cool with the Mel Tucker big extension if they went seven and five. Like, I, I just think what he did, again, no knock on D'Antonio, whom I love, whose right. painting is on the wall, just like Tucker's is. They're right next to each other in the bathroom over here. They're all, <laughs> uh, like, no knock on D'Antonio, but this program was in rough shape. The fact that the fact that the team didn't go zero and seven last year to me is, is stunning. I mean, they beat two you know teams as a huge underdog in Northwestern and Michigan. Uh, Eleven wins this year, which is insane. I just I I can't wait to see what this guy can do when the deck is not stacked against him because the deck is stacked against him. I right. mean, or has been. Now he's getting his ducks in a row. The big criticism I've heard from people that don't like Michigan State so much is, yeah, yeah, fun year, two and five the first year, whatever, fun year this year. But he was a complete product of he hit the lotto with Kenneth Walker. And, and but for Kenneth Walker being uh, worth five wins, which he very well may have been, we, Mel Tucker's kind of a, a been a losing coach, and that's this is he he just found lightning in a bottle. Just wait now that Walker's gone. Is that BS to you? Yeah, totally. It's um, I've heard that before when uh, even when he opted out of the bowl game and everybody uh, I have friends who dabble in betting and they were like, oh, well, I'm not rooting for your team, Lauren. Sorry, and I was like. We have Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed, Malik Carr. Like, we still have, like, dogs. So, yes, Kenneth Walker is great, and we're so thankful that we had him this season. Uh, but it was not Kenneth Walker and the pips, as, like, my dad would say. Like, we – Peyton Thorne, great quarterback, our defense, Drew Beasley. Like, we had some seniors that really had something to prove on special teams, from Bryce to Coughlin. So, uh, Yes, we were very thankful for Kenneth, but it was not all Kenneth. Um, you know, we had great leadership from Xavier Henderson, uh, who wasn't a transfer, you know, and so a lot of our guys who even stepped up as leaders uh, weren't really transfers with Coach Tucker either. That's something that we don't like is that whole, like, transfer you thing. Like, that's not us either, but I've seen that a lot on Twitter. But, but yeah, so, yeah, Kenneth Walker, we're beyond grateful for him. We owe him everything, but uh, – we're not here without the rest of our guys. Everybody matters. Yeah, yeah that offensive personnel was loaded. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, OCJ, just, man. That's what I call Coach Johnson. Yeah, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Johnson guy. Oh, I love Coach Jay Johnson. Johnson. So, yeah, don't get me started on, on Jay. Oh, I, I this love, is already the Mel Tucker affection that I'm yeah. here. But, oh, I love Coach Johnson. I don't know how he tolerates me. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're, you're openly affectionate. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have the privilege of having one of those badges I can swipe at Scandalaris and go through the doors. Yeah. I would get arrested if I went up to him. But, uh, yeah, I I'm with you. I love Jay Johnson and I, I, I love what he's done and he's done everything that Michigan State fans like wanted forever under D'Antonio with look, the offensive coordinators here, 
pre-Tucker era, it was a little rough. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, like, to the point probably cost them the national title in 2013, arguably, certainly a shot at it. Like, this is a, a different situation now. I can't remember liking my offensive coordinator as a Michigan State fan in my entire life. Like, it's just, I, I loved Antonio. The coordinators, not as much uh, offensive coordinators. But, uh, I, yeah, I love what they're doing. I love top to bottom what they're doing. And I think the thing with the Walker thing, it's like, I'm sorry, you can't discount who recruited Walker. Who gave the pitch to entice him to come here? Who built the frame? Like, you get credit for what? What's the criticism? Oh, that guy you convinced to come here was really good. Yeah, like it's a weird kind of criticism to even levy. And then you think your O line helping make the holes? Like, there's so <laughs> many factors that go into this. Yeah, so. yeah. Although I think you and I could have been on the offensive line, and he would have found a way. Because oh yeah, I, yeah like, that, that's so not the shit out of anybody. But like, come on, let's be <laughs> let's be frank. Yeah, I don't. I look. We I think we can agree, Michigan State's a great institution. It's uh, it's an easy sell, I would think, if I'm you, if I'm Mel Tucker, you know, if I'm uh, anyone on that staff to say, look, you're a kid, you're holding offers from Purdue, from Rutgers, and from from Michigan State. Like, don't go to Purdue or Rutgers. Come to Michigan State. That that's easy, but the the boat not easy, but easier. The the waters you guys are swimming in, which is the deep water, as we all know, is not going against Rutgers for guys all that often. It's going to be going after Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Your job, your your entire being is to give a good impression and make these kids want to come here. What is the pitch? I You can convince me, come to Michigan State, don't go to Rutgers. Why would I, as a kid with options, come to you guys and not to Nick Saban at Alabama? We get that question a lot. Uh, I think the main thing that I always say is that like what you see on your visits is what you get every single time. Um, recruiting phone is buzzing. You can all, you have my full blessing to answer the recruiting phone <laughs> at any time. I, I, Justin Thind was on his phone the entire first time he was here, but he was like getting texts from like his girlfriend or something. Oh, no, like, it's, you can answer. You no, can walk. The mid years are coming in a couple days. So I have been blamed. <laughs> I have been blamed for kids not coming to Michigan state before recruits. So no, I, it's okay. He signed. Uh, okay, all right. Oh, he already signed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put him, put him on mute. Then. Yeah. He'll yeah, be yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll call him. Send back. him the voice. And it's, it's not, he knows me. I'm, he knows not to call after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How dare him? But yeah. uh, back to the point, I we always say like what you what you see is what you get, and we mean that from uh, when people come to East Lansing. And yes, we may not have the facilities just yet, and you know maybe we're not the tier one program just yet. But you could see and feel it in our like in our program when you talk to our support staff, our academics our position coaches, almost every uh, recruit who went out with their player host on official visits, all of them came back and was like, yeah, like everybody's just so genuine. Like the synergy is just great. And we don't, we don't tell them anything. Like I always feel like the player hosts are the best people like to sell a program because they can be like, yeah, I'm just ready to jump in the portal or whatever. You know what I mean? And we've had guys that have been so helpful and so honest. And I think that's kind of what's been so great about us that we, we have this philosophy of, you know, we have an answer for everything. And uh, if we don't have an answer, we'll get that for you. But we don't like to just do the sparkles and fireworks for stuff. This is what you get. And this is what we are. So when you come here, there's no surprises either. Um, that's what I have noticed, like when I've talked to uh, transfers um, who've come is that they're like, oh, wow, like, OK, this is what you guys said you were. And now you guys are that. And and that's kind of what I think helps us um, is I really believe you could feel it when you like see us and you see our athletic director and you see our position coaches and everybody that it's a genuine, authentic program. That transfer portal door spins Pretty aggressively. Yes. But a component of that is also people leaving. I understand if it's playing time. Look, I'm not, I don't have a chance to play. Rocky Lombardi said he loved Mel Tucker, loved Michigan State, but like, I'm not going to be the starter. I want to go start. I, I get right. that. That's an exception. Is there a certain thing you're seeing without naming names even? Why would somebody leave? Like, what, what are you seeing as a reason other than playing time? What kind of a kid isn't a fit for Mel Tucker in the program there? Um, It just could be. The, the just the the culture um i do believe uh culture is like a word that gets thrown around often but i do believe that you know the coach that maybe you liked with coach d uh doesn't align with what you like with coach tucker um or it could simply just be that you know what i thought i wanted um maybe isn't what i wanted um coach tucker and all of the, the staff are really um some tough coaches and 
Um, sometimes it's not for everybody. That's not saying like they can't handle it. I don't want to put that out there. Um, but it, sometimes it just may not just be the right fit. And I always think that's okay, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I always, but sometimes playing time, people always think playing time, but sometimes it's just really not a right fit or we have an opportunity that we want to improve. And so maybe we can show them a different way. We do try our best to help our people land um, somewhere else if possible. I can't imagine, like, I wouldn't make myself fit if I had the ability and eligibility to play for Mel Tucker. Like, just seeing this guy's Twitter videos and stuff, we we put a couple of them in the clip there at the beginning. It's like, man, I wish I were good at football and 19 years old. Like, I'd be like, Mel, I'll go right into your arms, Mel. I just, I'm to the point of, like, hypocrisy with uh, uh, standing for this guy. I just love the guy. Justin, then that I discussed the cult of personality with Mel Tucker, just – Yes, he's an intense guy. He cares. He's genuine. What you see is what you get. And he's straight with guys. And obviously, his resume speaks for itself. He's a football lifer. He's a smart guy, sharp guy. That's all a given. We, we get that. Right. He is in a different level or on a different level and in a different category, maxing out in the cult of personality, where as brilliant as another coach may be, you know, Nick Saban is, is the all-time best coach ever. Right. Nobody, and Mel Tucker is like the Nick Saban of personality in terms of, of the marketing and the presentation. How much of an advantage do you think it is that he does the the cigar stuff and the private jet <laughs> stuff and the shoe, you know, a shoe reveal Friday or whatever it is? You deal with these kids. This is your job day in and day out. How much value is placed in, into that component of Mel Tucker? I think it's important. Uh, I I believe that. Uh, having a swagger coach is just another extra um, benefit uh, for your program. And he's just like that. Like, you know, he he loves uh, his Jordans. And so he kind of shows them off to guys. He has some exclusive stuff in his office. I'm not a Jordan person, so I never know what he has on. But they look nice. And so, his, I mean, look at the cigar picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's just he's too he's too cool, man. Yeah, he's he has, he has cool. like this this swab and it's very natural. Like, you know, when and I think he knows like when he does a Spartan walk in the suits. And so uh, but all of that kind of comes like person. You kind of when you look at him, it's like, yeah, I want to play for that. Like that. That's. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like and, I wish I were good and young. Yeah, and so and I and it's not it, it's him. Like I remember, um, and I like my grandmother's always like, I saw his suit. It looked nice today. And so, uh, but it helps. I think it it's something that makes you stand out. It makes you different. Because a lot of coaches can get you know kind of you like who's the head coach of whatever you know what I mean. And so, uh, for him, it's like no, you don't know who Coach Tucker is. You know, period. So whether it's on his Twitter or just you know you see the cigar picture or just whatever, like you you will notice him. I mean, if I'm a kid that's, you know, highly regarded, highly chased after, highly sought after, and I have, look, Brian Kelly's a hell of a coach. LSU's a hell of a program. But I have Brian Kelly in my living room or Mel Tucker. Like, look, I know LSU's bringing some other things to the table. That's fine. But, I mean, come on, as a guy, as a personality, it's it's not even close. I think it's a huge advantage. Yes. Do people talk about that at all with you? Like when they when you're arranging these visits, like, hey, what's he like? Or Yeah, we get that a lot. Uh, a lot of people say like, oh, he's so calm. And he is. He's he's very, very calm. And then, you know, when he has those meetings, he gets energetic. And, you know, the practices was Coach Me Coach Tuesday. That's one of our practices. It gets intense, but he's very calm, like in mellow and whatnot. But he's a very attentive listener. Uh, I think that's one thing that I think the recruits like a lot, the parents especially. Uh, he tries to find things that he can relate to with them. And so, uh, but he's he's a really cool laid back guy. When you walk away, you're like, oh man, I want to invite that guy to dinner. Like, I, I've heard he's really funny. Yeah. Because, oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. That's what I've heard because someone that knows him well, I, uh, Mel has a standing invitation to, you know, sit in your, the chair you're in now. Right. Of course. I, he, he's on my short list of like, you know, I, I might cut off a limb to make it, make it happen. But like I, I never met him. But what I've heard from people around him that know him, like I, I've asked, like the guy seems pretty bland. I the, the locker room video is great. Oh, like, yeah. I get that, but he gets up there and it's like, no offense, Mel, but I'm falling asleep on you here. Like he's he's kind of rocking me to bed. Right. And I, is this guy kind of just bland? No. And they said he is. That is not. Oh yeah, him. no, that's just press conference coach Doctor. Which is great. <laughs> I, I'm good with that. Like. Be boring. You don't want. Like we had a we had a coach John L. Smith slapping himself up there. I'm not. I please don't be colorful right. and, and enigmatic and crazy up there. Like be, yeah. be as no, stoic as possible. He has this kind of demeanor where sometimes you don't know if he's trying to be funny. 
So like, you don't know, like you're in the meetings, like, do you laugh? And so, oh, so since we were like mask in the meetings, like, okay, so I can kind of laugh. No yeah. one sees it. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank God for COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's like, he does say stuff that you almost don't know if it's funny, but it's funny. And so, yeah. Um, but no, he's, he's really a, a funny guy. And definitely that's just all for, you know, business, business. And when it's time to focus, but, uh, he has a lot of energy, energy and very funny. Yeah, he's in a unique class of guys like he can sell now a very real result, an 11-win season in his first. I'm sorry. I don't care what he says. I, I I love him. I love that he's taking this attitude. That was year one. Like, that was year one. Yeah, and people don't understand that, like, year one was, was so much. Like, COVID hit us really bad. We had a lot of guys that were recovering from COVID and trying to get their strength back and, you know, and then – you know, the guy, we had, what, maybe three practices before we shut down. And it, it was a lot. Like, everything that could go against us could go against us. And I, I don't, and obviously people don't know all the behind the scenes, but it was a lot of, like, quarantining and all this other type of stuff that affected us um, that season. And so for us to even get the seven games and not even uh, have to cancel on our part, I thought was even a big accomplishment for us because it was a lot. <laughs> oh, and you look at this coaching cycle in this past year, everyone's – switching in December. I mean, Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, you know, Venables going to Oklahoma. Like you go in December. Tucker came in February. Right. So even if COVID doesn't happen, that is like a almost unprecedented behind the eight ball situation. Exactly. You put those two together. He's installing a a playbook on Zoom. He's at practice. He has who these guys are. They have name tags on like in the third week of practice because most of them were digital. It's like, right. Yeah. I just, that first year, the fact that they didn't go winless to me, like it's the best two and five season in the history of mankind. Yeah. I always said we're the best two and five team ever. It's the best best two win team ever. Like, I mean, I would have signed up for that two wins in a heartbeat with what we were facing. So he has a real result to sell, but. He can combine the result now with that 11-win season okay. with the personality. I give a shit about you. I have the NFL ties. He's just a home run. When we had uh, Walker and Hayward in here, they were great. Like, they yeah. were the best guys ever. I just love those guys. They talked about it a little bit about how it was appealing to them. I want to play that and kind of see if this is your understanding, too, with the kids you talk to. He comes every day with new pairs of shoes, <laughs> trying to look all nice in his Lulu joggers, you know. With his um, Perrier water, super, super bougie, but actually threw me off the first time I ever seen him post. Like, cause he had like J's on. Like, he got better shoe game than me, bro. Like, <laughs> like, let me get some. Let me get some. Like, cause like you know we in practice is meat and potatoes and stuff like that. No flair, none of that. Then I see his Instagram and he posting Jordans and stuff. Like, dang. I mean, so that's kind of what the reaction yeah. is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, they can't. They can't. They almost can't believe it. You know, yeah. it's like it's like that th- this guy's this cool. He's, he's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Very swaggy. Like I said, he has a sparkling water or his uh, bang energy drink. And, you know, he just gets it going. And no, oh, yeah, he he definitely has the drip, as I say. <laughs> I was impressed by the guy's suits when he was making four and a half, five million or whatever it was. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he's rocking now. Oh, I, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, he's, he's buying something that he didn't have before. That wardrobe is getting spruced up and I, it didn't have that much more room to go. I don't know what he's going to pull out now. I can't wait yeah. for that one. I can't wait to see the uh, 50% raise Mel Tucker <laughs> where he was already at with the, uh, the swag. So I want to get into the nitty gritty as much as I, I could talk about Mel for five hours. <laughs> I want to get into to you and kind of your role in more detail your particular role, your director of on-campus recruiting, coordinator, whatever you know the title may be, you're in charge of once these guys are there, you have to make it nice. You have to make it uh, appealing to them. So you're not working the phones maybe before, but once they're there, you got to put out a hell of a show for them. It's as cutthroat and competitive as it is. The nitty-gritty of what you're doing and, and what you're doing day-to-day, when kids show up, what are you going to have to do to make sure their experience is so good that it stands out against someone maybe touring Alabama the next weekend? Right. Uh, well, one thing to add to my uh, role is that I also handle a lot of the uh, enrollment and admissions process. So once a kid has decided to verbally commit to us, um, our next step is to help make sure that their grades are good and uh, getting them uh, into Michigan State. That came up, actually. Yeah. I'm not going to name names. You guys got called out by a coach uh, down south, I think, in oh. Tennessee. I don't know if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, 
that that kid was not that kid was not eligible academically is what i was told from uh justin thin but uh yeah but that's part of your job yeah so so that is also a step and also coordinating with any of their academic requests on their visit so if we do have a kid i know i i can say kane hauser's name obviously so kane hauser uh he on his visit he well, he talked about wanting to be an orthopedic surgeon, so we got one um, on his visit, um, like within MSU Athletics. And so it's little things like that that help. I think the biggest thing uh, that what we try to do, uh, Jensen, Gebhardt, uh, myself, we work really close together along with Saeed, um, is really just trying our best to figure out, like, who's advanced, who's, like, with the people, who's not, and then, like, make sure our students are helpful. Our students are, like, our number one supporters and go-getters uh they're the ones with me when i'm throwing all my stuff to get in the hotel rooms to decorate uh to be on advance for us uh so the biggest thing i think is really just be yourself i've always said that the only way i could compete against someone else is just being myself um and being authentic is something that i pride myself on and I usually at the end of every trip, I have like a parent or, or a recruit just go like, wow, like I really appreciate like you. I just feel like, you know, I'm talking to a person, not like a used car salesman or anything like that. And I don't try to be in people's faces and just be like, oh, Michigan State's the best place ever. I mean, it is. But, you know, you don't want it to come off phony. Um, and so we're big on that. Um, but for operation standpoint, uh, Jensen is like my right hand man. Um, we work hand in hand trying to like, you know, get stuff together along with Sean and Andrew and Matt Pick. Uh, but it is a group effort, so I can't take all the credit. <laughs> you're, you're the crew, but you're the conductor, right? So yeah. you, you, you lead the orchestra. Yeah. So where do the where do the guys stay? The recruits is it? Do they stay at that graduate hotel that's new there? Uh, so we 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 kind of uh, ping pong back and forth between the graduate hotel and the Marriott East Lansing. Okay, the graduate's really nice. It I was is. there for that game in October, which was a lot of fun. Oh right? yeah, that's it, it was it was so busy. <laughs> yeah, I Matt Liner and Brady Quinn were on my hallway, so I was like, oh. we're getting off the elevator. It's like. That's Matt Leiter walking by. It was, it was pretty, yeah, I think Fox wild. Sports Estate there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, they they offered, um, I can't remember, they offered us, it was like three grand, I think, for our room. They were trying to buy it. They were like offering oh. bribes because they didn't book enough rooms for their oh, personnel. Lord. So, yeah, that, it's an incredible hotel. I, they, oh, yeah. It's they're so not great. a sponsor or anything, but like the graduate in East Lansing is awesome. So you said something about decorating hotel rooms. Yeah, well, tell me, I want to know about that. Like, yeah, so well, it just balloons in there. For it that? just depends on on the vibe. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest uh, decorator. Uh, most of the stuff we put in there is a lot of information. Uh, so it could be uh, cards that our coaches may have written uh, to the players, like welcoming them to East Lansing. Um, a lot of it is kind of like information stuff. So you, there will be stuff about like our uh, history and how we like integrated college football. There may be like Coach Tucker's resume or their position coach uh, resume. And so it's a lot of informative stuff. And of course, there's a couple like goodies here and there, uh, but nothing too elaborate. I have seen some people at other programs go all out. Uh, I commend them. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that it's kind of like what Connor and Kenneth, like the meat and potatoes type things. It's kind of like a little bit of my mantra, like, you know, if I lose a kid because I didn't have a balloon in their hotel room, then okay. Like, that's, I, I can live. Yeah, like, well, if those are the grounds we're losing this battle on. Then, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. But, you know, but they can't say that we didn't get them from point A to point B, like, seamless, and they didn't know or any type of fire that was going on got put out without them, like, ever missing a beat. And I think the biggest thing in our role is you have to be adaptable, um, and you have to really just adjust because we can plan and we can always plan, but something always happens. Like, you know, just, you never know. And so just learning how to adjust and make sure it works, not letting the other people see that. And if something happens, communicating. So all that plays a factor in making sure that you run a smooth operation. Um, but it does take a team. You're, I mean, you're quite a bit younger than I am. I, so this is probably outside of your, do you know of the show Entourage, even if you didn't yes. watch it? Yes. Okay. So you didn't watch it though, I'm guessing? No. Um, yeah. One of my, uh, Sean, uh, one of my coworkers, he watches it. So it's a, it's a classic, you know, yeah. like I went kind of downhill at the end, but for Entourage fans, like there was a part where the agent, you know, Ari Gold gets fired by the movie star and then he's like trying to recruit him back later on in the series. And he's he's given this elaborate presentation. And it's like this video that they had made up. And it's, you know, Vinny Chase, Ferrari, 
<laughs> you know, like, you know, Coca-Cola, like brands. And they almost basically the idea was they overdid it. It's like, look, we were friends before this. Like, you're right. kind of, is that a fear at all that you can almost oversell and sort of forfeit that you're a genuine person and we're going to shoot you straight? Yeah, sometimes I think so. Um, you have, it's a it's a, it's a game and you have to play the game as best as you can. Um, and so you do have to kind of find that line of like, OK, if I know that this recruit likes X or Y or Z, like, how do I? make that and like do we focus so hard on that or what what do they want and that's uh that's what helps us when we ask like just like what do you want why are you here like what matters to you the most we ask that the parents like what matters to them the most usually what matters to them is academics and so um trying to accommodate that and we have a great academic uh coordinator mandy chandler she's just the bomb.com um but it's 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 an interesting battle you know i don't think I ever lost a kid because we went like too hard in the paint, but I don't know. And so, but uh, to my knowledge, you just kind of have to try to find that happy medium. Um, but I think almost every visit that we've had, at least last season, I walked away thinking like, okay, I think we did everything we could and I hope they come. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but, so if Warren McCree is just a company and you're making the website for yourself and the company that you are. Right. And you're making the FAQ section, the frequently asked questions right. of you. Well, what's kind of like the most common two or three questions you get up there from these kids coming through? What kind of stuff do they ask? Uh, my favorite one is, what do I do? Um, Just asking what you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, well, I mean, I'm like an event planner slash academic liaison slash, I don't know. And so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so I remember uh, Dylan Tatum. He had asked me something and I was like, what am I like your consultant? And he was like, you're everything for us, Lauren. I was like, yeah, a lot of hats. Um, I think that will be a F FAQ. Um, another one is that's a good one. That's a good question. But I think another one will probably be like, how long have I been here? And then, well, my favorite one is so how do you feel? you know, working here oh, when yeah. you went to that other school. That's a I was I was bearing that a little bit, but, <laughs> but you went okay. there. Wiki, so you Wiki are Wiki a University of Michigan alum. I know. Don't I'm cancel I, me. I, look, my, <laughs> my best friend and, and you know, he was uh, one of my two best men in my wedding. Mm -hmm. My brother was the other one uh, is a Michigan guy. Mm -hmm. So like I can I can do that. I'm OK, <laughs> uh, you know, but it is interesting to me because, look, University of Michigan is an incredible institution. Obviously, the academics, unbelievable. The football program is storied. So it's not like I, I, I can't fathom why someone would want to work right. there or go there. It's, it speaks for itself. But it is interesting. I don't know if I if I had options, if I could do that. It's just to go there and actively, especially with what you're doing. It's one thing right. if I'm like an accountant and I'm just making sure they don't get audited. Right. Like, it, like that's not what you're doing. Right. You're not an accountant that's yeah, kind of like- Yeah, I'm telling people to not go to my alma mater. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me about that. Is that a challenge for you at all, being a U of M alum and saying, look, don't go to Ann Arbor, come here? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty bought in. I get that question a lot, especially when the we played each other. Uh, everybody was texting me like, so, and I had like some of my coaches were like, all right, Lauren. No, they're like, you don't have any blue under there, do you? And I was like, no. Um, but I mean, I'm very bought in. Uh, working with Coach Tucker is truly uh, an opportunity just as um, a girl from Detroit, and especially just being a black woman, like having the opportunity to work for a black head coach does not come around often. Um, and so I believe in his vision. And so I'm very, very invested. And I think when you're around Sparty enough and you see Paul and stuff like that, you just kind of think like, yeah, Paul can't leave. <laughs> well, I know. We love him. And, and yeah, and so it's it's interesting. Like my family uh, on my dad's side, because they are also uh, U of M alums, did not like me um, on Halloween this year but or the Halloween weekend. But you're a house divided. So your dad was a Michigan alum yes. or alum. Okay. Love, I can't yeah. remember if it's fan or alum. Yeah. And your mom went to Michigan State, right? Correct. So this is kind of yeah. old hat to you really right. having this kind of split allegiance, really. Yeah. But so at least you're a little better conditioned for it than maybe the average person. Right. I think the only thing about my Michigan fandom that I still haven't, you know process is like the muff punt. Like, I still don't like seeing it. <laughs> oh, and you're going to see it on your way out. There's a giant painting about six feet Oh, we have, we have a yeah. painting uh, in our building. Like, I remember, like, the first day, because I didn't get to go to the building until, like, July, because I got hired March 2020, and then with COVID, we didn't go back. And so, and I saw that, I was like, oh, 
Yeah, that's tough to like go because that was you were there. I was there. You like what a sophomore then? I was a junior. I was there. Like you know, that's when I was a student worker. So I was there with recruits. Like yeah, you can't just turn that trauma off. Yeah, like Like, I just think of like Trey Burke stealing the ball from Keith Appley at center court at Chrysler. If I go work for Michigan, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, that steal at center court doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. Like no, it still hurt. Yeah, that's literally the only thing that I'm like okay. Go green. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just have to like recite a mantra to yourself. Right. Like, you know, I like Michigan State. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the only of everything else. I'm like all in. You know that game. I cry. I'm a crier. Like my players know it. My coaches know it. Like after, when we beat Michigan this year, I, I cried. I was so happy. And one of my five favorite episodes ever was when we had Joe and Watts Jackson and Chris Baldwin, the Surrender Cobra Michigan fan. Oh. Did you see that we had those guys here? I know you had Jalen. I know you had the other guy. Yeah, we had the sad, shocked Michigan fan. And oh. there's, there's pictures. They're sitting right next to each that's other. Hilarious. And they had never met. They had never spoken or anything. Oh, that was their hilarious. first time was right here. Yeah. And it, just the pictures of, like, those two sitting next to each other, watching the play, breaking it down. Oh, and it was one of the weirdest and cool so things. That's so interesting. Yeah. So we have a lot of dignitaries. You're not the only dignitary <laughs> to come through. I appreciate we, we had the Surrender Cobra Michigan fan. It doesn't get much more dignified than that, right? That's hilarious. So, yeah, I love the whole Wolverine turn smart and angle. But uh, like I said, the parent thing definitely helps. It's yeah. Like you're somewhat accustomed to it. So, um, like, how many... First of all, the the Hauser thing wanted the, he wanted to meet an orthopedic surgeon. Well, he, well, he, he's, no, well, he said he wanted to be one. Like it, when football, but he met, you said he, so. I was like, okay, cool. Well, then we can get you an orthopedic surgeon to talk about his journey. And so we have a medical doctor uh, on staff, and we arranged it, and we were like, cool. So part of his academic meeting after he talked to Mandy was he talked to our orthopedic surgeon. So. Wait, wait, wait till Odell Bredham Jr. finds out <laughs> that Hauser is meeting with orthopedic surgeons during his campus visits. The guy already has like 17 billboards ready to go I for this kid. I love Kate Hauser. And I love yeah. Odell Bretham. I actually met him. You met Odell? Uh, yes. He's the best. He's such a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hilarious. I, I truly, I, I wish I could have a burner. And I, and so... <laughs> Because sometimes, you know, you got to be professional, but oh, there's just sometimes I just wish I can just. So I just sometimes I just send it to Odell. <laughs> yeah, feed him. He'll, he'll, be your, he'll be your sword. Yeah. He's the funniest account. Like, I forget I love the it. Michigan State thing. Like, it's hilarious. The funniest account, period, that I follow. Oh, he yeah. cracks me up. I, I, I was, was saying before the Michigan game, I couldn't get him made in time. I wanted to have T-shirts. And I'm, I'm putting this in the brain for next year. Okay. Of his like tweets, just the quotes oh, of the stuff he comes they're up amazing. with. The entire eyes of the world will be up on oh, East Lansing for their hilarious. game against Purdue or whatever. I, oh my god, like I love it. Like it, it, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, he's 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 a great shout out to Odell Bretham. So. He's, he's the best. I love yeah. him. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So you you have a general template that these visits follow, where it's like okay, they're going to meet probably their position coach or right. the state. So tell there's a general template, but. There is some like kind of customization built into the guy. Is that done from kind of pre-work talking to them? Yeah. So yeah. we have questionnaires and stuff like that. And that's pretty standard. Um, and then just talking to them if we know that they like certain things, if they have any allergies or it can just be anything they may mention uh, that they like. And so we just try our best to do what we can, just little things like that uh, to kind of like put in here and there. Oh, it's always a good opportunity. Uh, speaking of badasses, our dietitian Amber. Is, Amber, I love Amber. Did you see these before and afters of I, our players? It's like a P90. I was talking to Amber. I went to work out today and I was texting Amber, like, girl, guess what I did? And she was like, yes. And so, what, what are, what is she and, and, and Jason Novak doing up there? They're doing it. They're, they're, these they're before, doing have it. Have you seen the before yes. and afters oh, yes. of these players? It's, it's not like they're coming in. Like the the Kool Aid guy, they're coming in pretty good, right? They they look photoshopped. Oh yeah, Amber is the woman, truly. I'm I, calling her. I need some help from Amber. Oh yeah, she will help you. Amber Amber is great. Everything is uh, science based. She has uh, personalized plans that she does with the guys. She like has things like set up because obviously what a wide receiver would eat would be different. What a lineman would eat and like a linebacker, and she just has it all planned out. She has customized shakes. She's able to sneak vegetables in their shakes. They don't see it. Uh, it's it's she's great. Get a little kale in there. Oh yeah, no, she she does that, and and she keeps it. Uh, it's like in a gator uh Gatorade cup, but then the um the lid is like grayish, so you can't see it. And then the straw. Usually people will eat something they can't see. If sometimes they see a color, you be like no, but if you drink it, you don't know you can't see it. So that's how she gets you. Um, but no, she's amazing, and it it her work really showed um at the Miami game, um because we have been preparing for about. 
three or four weeks with that game in our facility, uh, the Weave, which is what we call our indoor uh, facility, indoor field, excuse me. Um, we can get that room to be as hot as 100 degrees. And so for fall camp, which, mind you, it's August and it's already hot, you know, climate change. And so yeah. and we even cranked it up more um to get ready for that game and um our guys were hydrated um nobody cramped and if you've been to hard rock uh, cafe um hard rock stadium, stadium season yeah. hard rock cafe hard yeah. rock stadium um deliberately the uh visitor section has no shade <laughs> like like that's just how the structure is and it was hot and i actually rewatched that game like two days ago and you know if you look at it like we look great you know, nobody cramped up and it was hot. I think the sideline reporter said at one time it got to maybe like 103 on the field and we just kept going. And that just is a testament to uh, Coach Novak, uh, Bill, um, our sports science guy and Amber. Uh, they're just great. <laughs> yeah, Tucker has somebody really good in every single position. There's no like this person's a dud. And if they are even not cutting it a little bit, like they're right. gone pretty quick. I mean, right. his standards are so high. We saw the same thing, by the way, with that fourth quarter stuff against Pitt too. Where it's oh, like yeah. One team, I'm sorry, Narduzzi, like I love you. Like our team just looked better condition. Yeah. It looked like they had more juice at the end of that game. That's and the chopping. Yeah, that's, that's right. They're doing it on the <laughs> yeah, sideline. You got to chop. So we'll do a little role play here, Warren. Okay. You're, you're fun. You seem down there. So we're going to do a little role <laughs> okay. play. And you've, you've touched on it a little bit. So this is going to involve your imagination to an intensity that you've never had to oh, love it. kick it in. So this is going to be something, this is more than any Disney princess has ever. <laughs> I, you have to really work at this. Okay. Picture Justin Spiro, the guy before you. Okay. Is a five-star Super stud receiver. I'm 6'5. I run a 4'2, 840. Okay. I got sticky hands. I'm, I'm, I'm the best in the country, number one guy. You find out that I'm interested in coming to Michigan State for a visit. What is your pitch to, to me, this five star superstar wide receiver? Is it any different than the three star linebacker from Illinois? What are you saying to me to, to get me excited about my visit? What, is it any different, too, than what you do for anybody else? Well, if you mentioned that you're a wide receiver, I would have to say that you would be getting coached by the best uh, wide receiver coach in the nation. Hawk. Uh, coach Hawkins uh, is a nine-year uh, NFL vet. Uh, he's a Spartan dog through and through. Um, and he will do what it takes to get you to be the best that you can. Um, he knows NFL talent. And so if he believes that you are good enough for his room, then I don't know anyone else you should be uh, playing for other than the NFL vet. Um, you see what he's done with just Jaden, uh, Jalen Naylor, uh, who's going to the league. Um, we'll just enter for the draft, Keon Coleman. And, and also we have uh, three great wide receivers in the 2022 class. And so if you want to be a part of this journey, I don't think anybody else has a resume like Coach Hawkins. So... Well, Warren, I appreciate the answer. I got all sorts of options, you know, and I got a call from Coach Harbaugh who wants me to play wide receiver there. <laughs> uh, Ann Arbor, you know, Michigan's the hell of a program, all-time winning this program. So tell me, if I narrow it down to Michigan and Michigan State, why should I choose Michigan State over Michigan? Uh, well, one, we've beat them the past two years. Uh, we have a better record than them overall. Uh, but not to even just downplay them. It's just, you know, they're in a weird situation um, with what they have going on. And so they've had this seven-year coach. Will he stay? We don't know. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Coach Tucker. He signed an extension. He's here to stay. And our goal is to win national championships and to compete. Um, we think you're capable of doing that for us. Uh, we From having our, our new um, appointed athletic director to uh, Dr. Baker, our diversity inclusion um, anything that you want to prosper uh, on the field and off the field with Darian Harris, who's our director of player engagement, we can make that happen for you, uh, period. And though uh, that other school may have a lot of great things to offer as well, we can, as from a competitive standpoint, be there, if not better. I really like Twizzlers. Can I get some Twizzlers in the room when I arrive? You can get all the Twizzlers you want. <laughs> you're, you're such a pro. I, you are not prepped for that question. You had, the, you had the whole thing down pat. That was a great response. Oh, thanks. I, this is why Mel Tucker's the best. He hires only aces. <laughs> there, everyone's an ace in this program. It's a bunch of number one starters. Everyone's got a Cy Young on the resume. I love Mel Tucker. What a great response. Good job, buddy. Thank you. So last thing before we get to the speed round. The LSU thing, which we can dance on the grave of that story oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in November, it was prevalent. Mm -hmm. I think it had legs if Michigan State doesn't step up to the plate. Right. Through, you know, Ishbia, St. Andre, 
I wouldn't have blamed Mel Tucker for leaving to make twice as much or one right. and a half as much, whatever. <laughs> but take me through that November for you. Like, what were you hearing? Did he address it among the staff at all? What was that kind of like the LSU thing, which was a buzz everywhere? Right. So what's so interesting is Coach Tucker, he has a philosophy of uh, the noise inside has to be louder than the noise outside. And um, when I saw it on ESPN, we were all kind of like whispering, like, so what's going on? But mind you, like, I forgot what game we were, we had coming up, but literally it wasn't missing a beat. Like practices stay the same, team meetings, staff meetings. And so, you know, days go by, weeks go by, you're just like, so. <laughs> like, did he ever give assurances? Was it like, hey guys, you know, this is going, or was it just not? I even mean, addressed? if he did, it was maybe to like, you know, like Coach Cap or maybe some of the other assistant coaches. Yeah. As far as just like me, uh, being in the sports staff uh, category, uh, we heard like nothing. Um, it wasn't until um, I had heard a couple rumors, and you see on Twitter, and it's like, okay, so is he staying? Is he not? And then finally, like, I started hearing more momentum of like, okay, he's staying. But I was like, okay. Because obviously, you know, the Colorado fans were just waiting to get at oh, us. Oh, they wanted that. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they're the, still waiting. They're hoping. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, okay, you know, just be calm. And, you know, um, whatever happens, happens. But I promise you, like, for me, just my day-to-day, we had a football game to play. Like, whatever it was. And we did not miss a beat at all for any of it. And so when it finally came out, it came out at, like, 9 p.m. his statement. I think it was like the day before Thanksgiving. I think this is when it came out. We were like, whoa, okay, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Very, like, fitting, very fitting with the timing of the holiday. Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. We'll tuck stay in. So, I, I, I wasn't nervous because I wasn't going to let him leave, actually. Yeah, that's I, fair. I was going to slash the tires or like do whatever yeah. I had to do. So I mean, like, I, didn't, I don't know. I just, my dad, he's such a uh, optimist. I think almost like naive optimist. But I remember I was calling my dad like, I don't know. And he's like, Lauren, he's staying. Like, he's staying. He's fine. Like, Lauren, you're, you have nothing to worry about. And I was like, who are you, dad? But, and no. so, but, uh, but no, but I, I like promise he's, and you can, I think uh, Xavier Henderson uh, got asked that question one time. And we literally, from the players to everybody, we did not, we just like kept chopping. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it didn't affect us at all. We just kind of like, all right, well, if it happens, we'll worry about that when that happens. But we have a football game to play for. So I lied to you a little bit because I want to hit one more thing. I'm, okay. di- I'm dying to it's ask okay. you. When you landed at Michigan State on the staff, at some point you had your first conversation with Mel Tucker. Like, was that, did he call you, email you? Was it someone else on the staff? Like, what was that interaction? Like, how did it start? So my interview with him, I remember... Uh, he was like, so I heard you from Detroit. And I was like, yeah, like I went to Cast Tech. And, you know, obviously Cast Tech is a big sought out recruited uh, high school in Detroit. And then he's like, yeah, I heard you went to the other school. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, it's okay. So he brought it up. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, okay, so if I hire you, you can't, you know, bring any Michigan. So I was like, I'll leave it all in Detroit. Like, you don't have to worry. Um, and, and then I think uh, another time that we had a conversation, and this what really made me really appreciate him, was uh, that summer in 2020 was during the George Floyd uh, situation. And we're all just in a really weird place trying to figure things out. And I remember I had a conversation with him and we just talked and it was just like really nice that we got to have that conversation about like, you know, how, like, how do you feel? And, you know, do you feel safe? Just like, you know, what is going on? What would you like to see? And I thought that was just such a great uh, question because I know it's hard for uh, a head coach, especially a black head coach, to be in that position of like, you know, you want to speak out and want to support, but you have to think about other external things that can factor into that and um that's one that's is a recruiting uh point that i mentioned we have the rock as you've seen on campus and the rock is you know anybody's billboard and of course we you can paint whatever you want as long as you're not um promoting hate and one thing that we talk about is that coach tucker does promote any of our players to speak out against racial injustice or anything they care about as long as they're not promoting hate and i always thought that that was just very admirable of him because um, some coaches may like want to, I don't say silence players, but encourage them to maybe just not go on social media. I know like Antoine Simmons last year was very much um, outspoken on his social media platforms about, you know, all the injustices and whatnot. And so it's nice that 
uh, Coach Tucker cares and wants us to have a voice. Uh, so that's um, probably one of my most memorable conversations that was not football related. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good story. I like that one. So is for in your case, does he recruit you before you accept it? Or was it like, I'm in right away? Like what's kind of the Mel Tucker? I, I get he's out recruiting players, but right. in terms of staff, what's his pitch to staff? Um, Good question. Because how I got hired was kind of weird because it was like three days before we sh- shut down. But yeah. yeah, so it was like, are you in? And at the time I was working with the Detroit Tigers and I had one, I prior to working the Detroit Tigers, I was with the University of Virginia's football team. And so working the Detroit Tigers as a marketing intern, I really enjoyed it, but I was thinking, you know, I think it's time to go back to football. So just having that opportunity uh, was something that I was like, yeah, like I'll do it. And you know, it's my mom's alma mater and it's relatively close to home. So I was all in, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't need a, a hard sell from, yeah. from talk. Yeah, you don't need a hard like sell. Like Odell Bredham, if they ever call him. I, by the way, will you please tell someone up there to put this guy on the payroll? No, we can't. Why not? Because just him being like free, we don't have to worry about any like NCA mess uh, and yeah, what now. So it's just, just let him roll. He has more value as just like a total... Yeah, like, like vagabond mercenary, but an unpaid mercenary. Yeah, I mean we have we have recruits' parents who ask about him. Like, so we just, we just have to let him be. It's it's I love it. Can I pay him? I mean that's your business, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying that he, I I he's so great. We're gonna we're just gonna get a GoFundMe. Not that he needs it, but right. I'm gonna get a GoFundMe. <laughs> just the guys didn't even ask for anything, but he deserves it. I, oh yeah, he he has actual value to me with the recruiting. I don't oh, care yeah. what anybody says. Like that guy has actual value. Oh, he's so great. And I love when the recruits figure out who he is. Like he's he's such a cool guy. Like I I, I love it. And he's the best. oh, he's the best. Like Hayden Hauser met him. I don't know if you saw. Like, did you see that picture? I did not. Yeah. Oh, uh, how did I miss that? One? Yeah. So like, that's K- his guy. Yeah. Caden came to the Nebraska game, and it was a night game. And Caden uh, tweets like, "Where you at?" At Odell Bradham. Oh, and then, um, and then like about like maybe an hour or so later, uh, Odell posts a picture of him and Caden. But of course, he puts the his Twitter profile picture like of his face, like so his anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it was hilarious. So. One, of the, one of the best Odell, probably the best Odell Bradham tweet of all time, which I'll be heavily paraphrasing was Hauser was about to play and split duty with another quarterback in like week seven of some high school league. Mm-hmm. And Bodell said, the eyes of the football world will all be upon the uh, Plantain <laughs> Falls game or whatever it is. Like, I, I, to see Hauser play against the, you know, Idaho, Idaho Ramhawks or whatever. It's just like, it's just. It's hilarious. It's like, yeah, everyone's dying to see this high school football game. Right. Because Hauser's playing. He's the best. I love Odell. All right. So let's get to the speed round and we'll get you out of here because you came all the way from East Lansing. Yes. You had the world's slowest driver. I think you were actually here on horseback. I know. So. <laughs> it's like, it took you like two hours to get here. I know. I was I like, okay. bad. Well, I feel bad. I'm selling the interview. I'm like, don't worry. We're only about an hour away. And then like you're you're in a right. horse and buggy. <laughs> right. So we'll get to the speed round. We'll try to rip through. Get you no out worry. of here. That's how you do speeding like that. We are speeding. <laughs> we, need a, we need that driver. Yeah, I need that driver. The driver from the graphic. <laughs> so we'll get right to it. We talked about the Michigan angle. We'll go right into uh, the depths of Ann Arbor. Ooh. Warren's Ann Arbor hangout. Ooh. You're, you know, Friday night, Saturday <laughs> night. Like, where, where, where are we going to find... Uh, Warren in Ann Arbor on a Friday or Saturday night Ooh. when you were a student. Not when I was now. a student. Okay. I did like Cantina. Okay. Like they have this thing called uh, Cantina Tuesdays, but we coined it Tina Tuesdays. They have a new manager now, but on Tuesdays it would, uh, they'd had like $1 well shots and like $5 pictures. And of course, as a college student, you're like, yeah. Sign up. Yeah, $10. You're good. <laughs> I was a big brown jug guy when I would visit. Oh, my, now my dad, because uh, he's a season ticket holder, actually, uh, for Michigan football. And so that's that's his breakfast spot. That's, I, I'm an old man. Like I, when I was 20, I was an old man. So, yeah, that, I went to the old man bar when I was visiting. Ann Arbor. That's real. So let's keep it on topic. Warren's East Lansing. Ooh, see, I really don't hang out a lot. You got to be pretty buttoned up. I understand. Yeah. Like, even if it's not just a Friday but night, like you're, what's your I favorite sandwich go... place? Whatever it is. Okay, so. I do like Cast and Co. I love Cast and Co. That's have you been there? No. Oh, it's great. I don't it, know what it is. It's like in Frandorish area. Is it new? New? Yeah, it's kind of new. Yeah, yeah. Everything in East Lansing is new. I yeah. went up there in October. I didn't know where I was. Yeah. So Cast and Co. is good. It's kind of like a little bougie, a little bit. So, but I like it. Um, but Crunchies, I do like some Crunchies. 
Can't go wrong I'm with a big that. Guy. Uh, let me see. What would be another place? Ann Arbor kicks the shit out of East Lansing. And look, I'm a diehard Spartan. I'll look upon you. Right. But like, I'm sorry, Ann Arbor's culinary scene is a oh, thousand yeah. times better. I love you, East Lansing, but come on, like, step it up. Yeah, we do have to step it up. Yeah. But I do, I do like Crunchies and Cast and Co. Those are my favorite. But now they have a Buddy's Pizza in Lansing. And as a Detroiter, I love that. Yeah, that's a that's an iconic uh, location yeah. for sure. So we'll move on. The funniest recruiting visit that you've had, was there a, someone oh, that just kind of was a character, either the person was a character oh. or something, uh, the guy's tire blew out? Has there been anything kind of silly? I know you haven't been in the role that long, but anything oh. that checks that box? Uh, I think I have. Oh, so I have two. They're both commits now. And so, so well, they sign these, so it works. So uh, Michael Masunas, uh, we were giving him a campus tour and Nick Ruffing, uh, who's the tight end uh, analyst, uh, we totally we said what route we were going to do. So we go on the golf cart. He goes rogue and, like, busts this left to go through, like, the Mun hockey area. And I was, like, nervous because I didn't want to go on the grass. And long story short, I accidentally, like, scraped the golf cart because I, like, hit the rock and, like, everything bumped and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, we're not going to get this kid to come. And so... But he came. And so, and then another one was, uh, I don't know if you saw on, on social media, but uh, in Coach Tucker's house, he has a golf simulator. Yes. And the first night, Darian did something and he either like hit or, or it broke and it like hit the. Um, Darian hit, Harris? Yeah, it okay. hit the. Uh, picture frame glass and but it so but it sounded louder than what it was so like when it heard it we were like oh my god so obviously all the parents are there and it's chase carter's mom and it's like funny because like all the moms are like where's my kid but obviously the kids were already <laughs> gone like you're in elementary school like who broke the vase right and so <laughs> um, and so she was actually talking to coach burton's wife and uh mrs carter uh she heard the noise she was like Oh my God, I thought that was Chase. I was about to tell her, like, we'll come. Don't worry. We'll come. <laughs> yeah, so, now, if it was your son, now he has to come. Right, right. And yeah. so, but they got to make this thing right. Right. So I thought, so when uh, he committed, I called her. I was like, I'm so glad that you decided to come even after that glass broke. That's so, funny. It all, yeah. worked, it all worked out yeah. there, on both sides. So, so moving on, this is completely out of bounds. Okay. Here. But based on your nickname, um, Oh, no, we'll do one more on topic. Sorry. Okay. We, we, we'll get to the next Nicest one. Nicest person. Nicest person in the MSU program. Now, this could be uh, someone on the staff, player, right. anyone that is in Michigan State official capacity, player, coach, staff, whatever. Who's the nicest person up there? Probably Mandy. Mandy Chandler is just, she just deserves everything. And what's her role? So she is the academic uh, coordinator. Uh, she's been here uh, for a very long time. Um, her dad was a head coach at St. Aquinas, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, excuse me, in Florida. Her uh, husband is the head wrestling coach, and she just gets it done. But she's always just so nice, so genuine. Uh, I can always go to her office and just kind of, you know, chill and vent and whatnot. So I love Mandy. <laughs> All right, shout out to Mandy. It's I know. Like one of the only ones I haven't heard of up there, Mandy. Oh, so you I'm should. She's looking she, to Mandy. She's that deal. All right. Oh, everyone up there is awesome. Oh, yeah, true. But yeah. So now I, I I jumped the gun, but we're okay. there now. Okay. The best Beyonce song. My wife, <laughs> my wife is a huge Beyonce yes, fan. Yes, wife. My wife does not watch this show, but she's watching today because she likes kind of that you're a Beyonce fan. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I, she doesn't think I have enough women on here. By the way, it's not for lack of asking. <laughs> I, it's like high school. I've been turned down by so many oh, women. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few, but I get there turned down There you go. But she, so this, uh, she's going to be watching this. Love it. Best Hi, Beyonce wife. song. Well, I think it's funny because how I even like came up with it, um, it really was just a joke because I really, so the story behind like being the Beyonce football real quick, I actually was just getting really tired of being called a coach. I know it's not an insult, but I'm just not a coach. Like, I just wish like people would read, like it doesn't say coach. And I guess just one day I just wasn't having the best of days. And I just was like, you know what? I'm tired. And so I just go to Twitter and I was like, hey, recruits, I'm not a coach. And I'm too witty. And I don't know why people even pay attention to me. And I was like, yeah, you can either call me like Miss Lauren or the Beyonce of football, whatever works. And I just kind of like said it and, and press and didn't think much of it. And then like Odell like runs with it. And like, everybody's like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, oh, well, it's not going away now. Yeah. So I hope you actually do like Beyonce. Oh, I love Beyonce. <laughs> I love Beyonce. No, I've been to her last three concerts. So I I am. I'm a Halo guy. That's, oh, Halo's, that's a good one. That's my I, favorite one. It's hard to pick like my favorite favorite, but I think 
Mm. Okay, right now I would probably have to say, well, I always love Upgrade You, even that's a throwback, but from a recent Beyonce, I think Don't Hurt Yourself. And I would say Love on Top. Oh, good one. Yeah. Jay-Z's crazy for cheating on her. How do you cheat on Beyonce? Get it together, Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Just, like, what are you doing? Anyway, doing. last one, and then we're, we're setting you free to your horse and <laughs> horse buggy. Horse and buggy. <laughs> <laughs> to to, to he's Lansing. So Kenneth Walker, the best player in Michigan State football history in my lifetime. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I got yelled at. Just... Kenneth Walker, the guy. Right. I, I met him. He was like that, but Ed he's Nome such a well sweet guy. Did. Yeah. Just who, what was Kenneth Walker like? Kenneth Walker was a very is a very sweet guy. Like he's very down to earth, uh, very kind of quiet. Um, I think he's one of those guys that he lets his uh, plays and works do the talking. Like he's not uh, flashy. And I don't have a problem with the flash. Like you know, like like our wide receivers, like they call themselves Ice Gang, and you know. But you know, when you're a wide out or a DB, you got to be kind of you know flashy diva like. But Kenneth is just very, you know, chill, down the earth. Uh, he likes, you know, I can tell he likes to kind of like sometimes be by himself, but when he wants to be with his friends, he can. But really the nicest guy. Like, my grandmother loves him so much. Like, and I told my, I told him about my grandmother, and he was just like, thank you. Like, tell your grandmother I appreciate you. <laughs> and so, um, really nice man. Like, I would have him, like, watch my dog spy a dog. Like, just, oh, a yeah. sweet, just a sweet man. <laughs> just him and Hayward when they were here. It's All like, of our guys are pretty good. Like, you know, we really don't have... You know, any guys that are just just give you a headache or, you know, they just think they're too good and, you know, have like, you know, the sunglasses or just giving that like all, all of them are just, you know, really cool guys that when you hang out with and they're kids, you know, I always call them kids because, you know, I'm a little bit older than them, but they're just really chill, fun guys, and they just, you know, play football. <laughs> when Walker and Hayward called me sir, they're both calling me sir when they first got oh, here. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, Jesus. I oh, yeah. I like I'm 73 years old, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, a lot of them call me Miss Lauren. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's they're just very polite. All of them are so polite. Great guys. Yeah. Great guys. Love them both. All right, well, thank you so much. Yes. I would have kept you all night, but my God, your horse and buggy <laughs> is out there waiting. Right. And you got a long trip home, as we know. I think anyone that meets you is going to be enticed to come to Michigan State. You're oh, awesome. You. You're fantastic. I am thrilled that you're on our side of this thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> please don't leave. If, if okay. we need to get some St. Andre money or Ishbia money. <laughs> we'll call them. <laughs> yeah, 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 just, you know, just let us know. Give us a chance to counter. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Don't, don't go without giving us a chance to counter. That's all I, I have. I promise. So, uh, Laura McCree, great to have you. You're yes, welcome back anytime. Thank seriously. you. Appreciate so you. So, go green. Keep chopping. Go white. Keep chopping. All right. And we are thrilled with Ben Augusta. The, the great and powerful odds on the other side of the wall here. Woo. He is fantastic. Did a great job for us today, as always. Eric Williamson and his boxers on his couch sitting there at home. Uh, <laughs> awesome uh, set designer, graphic designer as well. We love our Hi, team. Mom. <laughs> yeah, we have a great team here. Yes, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys are great. I really love this place. It's so cute. Thank you. Please tell Mel. Yes. And please tell Jaden Reed, who's the other one I'm trying to get. Okay. That, I'll, I'll talk to gang. I'm, I'm very nice and uh, I'll be very kind to them. Oh, them, yes. So. I will talk to them. So, it's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> yes, go, thank you. Go, uh, you know, bundle up in your, your horse <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, your carriage just out there. Right yeah. away. Or yeah, <laughs> McCree, this was a, a real pleasure. Spiro Avenue Show, Justin Spiro. We'll see you next time. Awesome.